I'm Maureen Atura, and you're listening to the Positive Fantastic Podcast. My guest today was an instrumental woman in creating the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium. If you've been playing along and listening to the other episodes on this podcast for the last year and a half, then you know that the Herbal Symposium is some kind of personal vortex of goodness for me. The majority of the guests that I have interviewed have been women that I met at the symposium or through symposium connections. The first time I went to this Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, or the NCWHS, I was in my early 20s. A friend from the housing cooperative that I lived in at college told me that I absolutely had to go check out the symposium, and I signed up for the Labor Day session that was happening later that year. I didn't know anybody at my first symposium, but I quickly fell fully in love with the event, the Black Oak Ranch land where the symposium is held, and I absolutely couldn't get enough of the plant people. Now, almost 20 years later, I can count on going to symposium and talking shop about plants all day, any day of the event. I can drop in on a jam session or attend a sing-along with my baritone ukulele. I can and do hike with friends to see what's going on in nature's backyard there. Chances are I'll do all three in the first hours after I arrive at the land. I knew almost nothing about plants at my first symposium, and now plants are one of my most secure anchors helping to literally ground me as I garden and feel at home wherever I can recognize a plant friend out and about in the world. Over the years, I've grown immensely as an herbalist, and so I usually have quite the shopping list for important medicinals when I arrive at the symposium. I used to be afraid to sing, but over the years, I had lots of opportunities to practice singing out there. The symposium wasn't the only place that I was learning about plants or finding my voice, but it was a reunion several times a year where I had a safe container to lean in, learn, and feel like I really belonged. And I've seen all kinds of wonderful things come from the land there. The prince mushroom was popping up all over the land one year. There were eels mating in the creek another time. All kinds of plants and animals converge on the land, and there are plenty of naturalists on hand who have helped me learn about this Mendocino County ecosystem that I call home. The Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium isn't everyone's cup of tea, but it is surely mine. And I love that I found an event that caters to my interests. I worked the setup crew for many years and got to see the behind the scenes parts of the event. The more inside I got, the closer I became to a phenomenal group of really amazing, incredibly skilled women who also, for the most part, have experienced growing a garden, living close to the land, and taking awesome care of their health with herbs. There are other qualities too. There's a certain way of doing one's life there. The symposium draws women of my ilk. We are women who don't shy at peeing outside. We are women who feel confident that we can do pretty much anything that is required of us. In fact, the symposium is where I personally learned to work really hard. I had been an academic and then a mother, and I weaned my son to come work on the crew when he was three. I found myself surrounded by women that could do all the things to make an event happen. There was a lot of good skills acquired from those years, a ton of improvising with duct tape, and after several years, I felt there, like there really was nothing that I couldn't do. Many of the women who attend symposium come from European lineages, and some of the important rituals are rooted in ancient goddess practices from those lineages. All women are welcome at the event, and certainly there are teachers and traditions from all over the world and many different backgrounds. However, one of the things that has been hard but vitally important in the past several years is the way that racism against herbalists of color has been addressed, even in our symposium and community. While dismantling oppressive systems takes time, the effort to check our own privilege, acknowledge cultural appropriation when it is happening, and make herbalism accessible to all women, not just white women, is at the forefront of many discussions that go late into the night, both at the event and in related online forums. This year, the Symposium Women will gather again at Black Oak Ranch in Mendocino County to share herbal wisdom and community after several years of pandemic cancellation. Besides the plague years, the Herbal Sisterhood gathered steadfastly for over 30 years. Terry Jensen, who co-founded the symposium to create an herbal gathering in Northern California, will share about the initial impetus for the event, the vision that took hold, and the ways that the event has evolved over the last several decades. I hope you'll enjoy this insight into something very near and very dear to my heart.
I'm hanging out in Drayton, California today with Terry Jensen. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Thank so we're you. at your home, which is this beautiful place, this homestead that you have, lots of apple trees, mm, pears and pears and cherries and kiwis <laughs> and all kinds of wonderful herbs. And we know each other from the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, which you're a co-founder of. And we're going to definitely talk more about that today. But uh, yeah, we've gotten to know each other more and more over the years because yeah, you have sure. a wealth of herbal offerings that you bring. And and I've gotten to come out here a lot of times to hang out with you and your sisters, literal sisters. Right. <laughs> Blood sisters. Blood sisters are good people. And yeah. so, yeah, welcome. Yeah, thank you. It's wonderful to have you here. So many, many moons ago, you and a few other women had an idea to have a women's herbal gathering. Can you share about how the symposium was born? Oh, I can definitely. It was 33 years ago. Wow. I mean, that alone is mind-blowing. Three sets of 11? Yeah. <laughs> Three sets of 11, exactly. Yeah. So what, what actually really happened was back then, I was just a like herbal wannabe, you know, I'd gone through herb school and I was living out there and, you know, kind of up in the hills on the back part of the property. And I knew a lot of herbalists and a lot of herb teachers. And I was just kind of, you know, admiring and following everybody around and, you know, oh, it's just so enveloped in the herbal world, right? And it was mm -hmm. so exciting. And I heard about this herb conference up in Southern Oregon. And it was a women's herb conference. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going, right? Yeah. So I jump in the car and I drive up there. A friend of mine um, that I was, anyway, somebody I was very close with at the time um, was cooking or was one of the part of the cooking crew. And mm -hmm. so I jumped in the car with her and we went up there and, oh my gosh, I had such a blast. I like jumped into the crew and hauled things and I hauled the food up the hill and anyway, all this stuff. It was so much fun. But in the meantime, um, let's see there was three organizers i'm just trying to remember back it was so long ago but one of them actually one of them i had known from some herbal classes mm -hmm. pretty well and a second one i had known from something else too but anyway they those two that i knew um kept saying you know our true vision of this conference is basically what happened for them is they were at the brighton bush, brighton bush herbal conference mm -hmm. sitting together at, at a meal and they were saying you know it's these herb conferences are so awesome. And they're so great, but it's mostly the men teachers. And as we mm. notice, or those of us in the herbal world, there's many, many, many women in the herbal world. But so, most of the books are written by men, right? And and that's not anything bad because the books are awesome. We've learned mm -hmm. a ton, and I admire many of those writers and have learned from them. But right. nonetheless, they were observing that that fact and that mm -hmm. at that point anyway most of the teachers at the conferences are men dude heavy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but most of the attendees are women mm -hmm. and they were saying you know they were realizing that a lot of women that are doing herbs are just doing it they're not very out there with it they're not visual they're not being visible they're just doing it in their communities mm -hmm. and they said let's do an herb conference where our teachers aren't the big teachers in the herbal circuit Let's um, bring in people that women who are just doing it in the field mm -hmm. that know herbs because that's what they do. Right. So when I got up there and I saw that vision, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so down with that vision. Like, yeah. I know yeah. lots of people that are doing that. Lots totally. of women. Right. Super exciting. So anyway, but then their vision was that there would be these conferences like this all over the country. Mm -hmm. Right. That's just small. Right. Where we bring in local people and we bring in local teachers. We're not bringing because the big herb conferences, people from all over the place come from all right, over, right. right? So, they, and then they were like, so you should do one in California. I'm like, me? <laughs> I'm just like a little wannabe. I'm like nobody. You're great goddesses that are able to do this great thing. I'm like nobody, right? <laughs> so, um, anyway. You were so, humble. Uh, right. <laughs> so the next year comes around, and I went back up to the conference again, and I met some more women, of course, and they were like, you should do one in California. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I can't do one in California. But they knew more than Let's, you knew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They saw I, it written in yeah, the stars. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember, and I can't remember if I went up there a third year or if it was the second year. But 
at that conference, I met Lisa Breger, who lived uh-huh. in Ukiah. Yes. Right? And yeah. I was living in Sonoma County in Forestville, but we met up in Southern Oregon, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> at this place called Trillium. And anyway, we get home and, you know, the, the organizers there had been putting it out to, like, if everybody wants to do this. And, you know, I was completely intimidated. But we get home and Lisa Breger calls me on the phone. And I had never even talked to her in California, just at the conferences. Right, right. But she called me and she's like, Terry, let's do it. I'm like, Lisa, you got to be kidding me. I, do, how do you do these kind of things? She's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So then... <laughs> I don't know if it was, again, I can't quite remember the timing, but I think it might have been about a month later or three weeks later or something. There was another Brighton Bush Herbal Conference. And mm-hmm. so I went up to that in Oregon, which I'd been to many of them. At the Hot um, Springs. At the Hot Springs. Yeah. It's an amazing place. It's a really lovely place. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I ran into Ren, who was one of the organizers of this, and they called it Women Herbalist Conference. Mm-hmm. And I ran into Ren and I'm like, Ren. I think Lisa and I are going to try to do it. And she was like, oh, that's so perfect. There's a woman here who wants to do it as well, who lives in Sonoma County. Hey. And so she took me from one you know, <laughs> place to another and introduced me to Autumn, to Autumn Summers, uh-huh. who I've known forever now. And of course, we're, you know, teach and done lots of things over the years. Uh-huh. But anyway, so that's where I met Autumn. So after the conference was over, we came back and um, Lisa came down from Ukiah. Autumn was living in Sebastopol. I was living in Forest World Herb School. <laughs> and we met up, what we call up top, at the back part of, of Emerald Valley where the Herb School is and the, just the garden up there, the weedy garden at the time and just sat in a circle. And we're like, okay, how does one do that? We were all really young, had no experience. We'd bright-eyed. Walk, bright-eyed, <laughs> but, but full of vision, right? Yeah, just yeah. bursting with vision. So that you know we had our first meeting there the the women at i just said this one other thing was so funny so the women were uh, in oregon were saying you know our vision is that these things happen but they're all they're different conferences so don't don't use our name basically mm. because mm-hmm. it's a different thing and so we were like okay conference well we got we could but what's another word for conference like because if we can't use that word, right? Like, right? I remember who said it. So it was like symposium. We're like symposium. What does that even mean? Like that's a word we've never even used. Like we're just barefoot herbalists, right? Herbalist wannabes. And we're using this big giant word, you know? <laughs> but that's basically how that word. We're like, well, I guess we'll use it because we don't want to copy them. So right, right. anyway, that's how that word and now, of course, that word we use all the time. Yeah. And I hear children calling it, you know, posium and, uh-huh. you know, trying to wrestle Simpo-po. that. Simpo, right, exactly. <laughs> we played with it a lot. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's a familiar. Right. So that's a funny thing. So, um, but anyway, uh, we, so the three of us jumped in and, you know, turns out between the three of us, we knew a lot of people for teachers. Um, I knew some folks living out on this property outside of Occidental mm-hmm. and Ocean Song. Mm-hmm. Called them up, hey, we want to do this cool thing, right? And beautiful property as well. Yeah, beautiful property. Yeah. It wasn't quite set up right for us, but um, but it was it was great. I mean, it mm-hmm. really launched it. And it's really interesting because from that first meeting until we actually uh, had our first one, it was nine months, which we didn't plan that consciously but realize oh gosh that's gestation right yeah we're birthing this right and then when um well two like really magical things happened in the beginning so then we opened registration you know we made a flyer and we like figured out everything we could figure out oh and the Oregon women were great too if we ever had a question we called them and they were like well this is how we do it yeah yeah so anyway but anyway so the very first uh registration we put the you know put it out open registration we're like okay I wonder what's going to happen right and uh, we had a bunch of teachers lined up at that point and the first registration that came in the mail, this was long before email or online. None of that even Yeah, existed, no, back in the right? day. <laughs> right. But it was uh, by mail. And the first envelope that, that we opened was a, it was $90 to come. And the first envelope we opened was a $100 bill, just cash. And it just was, it just felt like such affirming, you know, just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. great. Do this. Yeah. Do this. Like, here's a $100 cash, right? And it just, yeah, that was exciting. So, and then... When we did the first one, it the setup was so fast and easy and so much fun, and that it was just it was like magical, like something birthed it like beyond what well, I will speak for me, but I, all of us really expected. I don't even know, but it was just this magical 
cohesion of energy and just this burst. And um, it was it was quite exciting mm. and magical. And we were like, oh my gosh, we have we have to do that again. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. We, yeah. So we did it again, and now we've done it. I don't even know how many times. Probably seventy-five or something. I don't know. Wow. But yeah. And a lot has happened since then. So now that Symposium has gotten its groove on and it's been rolling <laughs> along and it's evolved a lot since that initial time at Ocean Song. It's actually moved up to Laytonville now. Mm-hmm. It's on uh, the Black Oak Ranch, mm-hmm. other side of the Kate Wolf world. Right. <laughs> and so we're camp, camp when a rainbow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so we we hold a camp every every year, except the last couple of years has been a funny time for festivals. <laughs> right. But uh, before COVID, you were meeting every single year, several times Three a year. Three times a year. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we had a couple sessions in the spring mm-hmm. and a session in the fall, mm-hmm. and now it's it's going to be uh, this fall. We're gathering again. Uh-huh. Thank <laughs> the goddess. <laughs> we get to all be on the land again together. Yes. And so. For people that don't know what goes on, uh, most people Mm -hmm. show up on Friday Mm -hmm. and stay Saturday and Sunday and then leave Monday. But then there's the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. reality, which you and I know well, (laughs) (laughs) which we could paint a little picture is that you have your site producers, Mm -hmm. which uh, Gwen Jensen Uh and Kelly Costa Mm -hmm. show up on Tuesday Mm -hmm. with a handful of the RTF, mm-hmm. which is the Random Task Force, right. or various other acronyms, beloved crew, <laughs> yes, and start putting together this thing. So you initially like just had a, build a village. We build a village. Yeah. You initially had like a truck that you used to bring everything up there, <laughs> right. and now we have quite the entourage of vehicles and accoutrements. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's really grown. It's grown a, a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah, we used to have this old funky yellow truck we called Old Yeller. Actually, it was Autumn's back then, uh-huh. like a nineteen sixty-two. Ford or Chevy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we carried everything in that. And then we started putting poles on the four corners to, you know, create sides, plywood and make sides so we could go up further. And mm-hmm. we used to pile it up to the ceiling. That's where we learned how to pack and mm-hmm. learned how to tarp and rope. Because in the early years, we'd drive it up there and it would flap or something. We'd have to pull over tons of times. And we got good at really cinching that down. Yeah. But anyway, eventually we outgrew that. And uh, we got this trailer. Oh, it was a big cargo trailer, a big, huge cargo trailer. Great. And everything went in there. And that was great. Tons of room. And that got all full. And now we had that and a truck. And then we had somebody who had a horse trailer. So then we had the truck, the cargo trailer, and the horse trailer. Then we bought a, a container, one of those big, huge double <laughs> containers that we just left up there. And now that's full. Plus, we still bring all other stuff. But we anyway. filled our britches. <laughs> yeah. We call it goddess camping, you know. Yeah. So we got to make it. Glamping, yeah. Yeah. Glamping, yeah. After the crew has arrived and set up the village, then people start to really trickle in. So let's talk about the village that is created over the course of a symposium weekend. Definitely. It's very magical. It's, it's my favorite gathering. Yeah. Oh, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's so magical. I mean, just, you know, just as you said that I just had that, you know, that feeling when everyone's starting to arrive, you know, been there a couple of days getting it all set up and it's just like birthing it, you know, just bringing it Mm -hmm. forth and then we lay it, get it all set up. And then all these like wonderful, amazing women come. Mm -hmm. And the, the focus of the weekend really is plants and herbs and it brings out the plant women. Yeah. To me, you know, we're a special lot. Oh, (laughs) it's my, it's my people, you know? So anyway, but anyway, everyone comes and, um, it's all camping or, you know, I say camping, but really it's just a place to sleep because showers, all your meals are provided. It's pretty cush, you know, so, but yeah. there's teepees there that are part of the Camp on a Rainbow. And so mm-hmm. women can move into the teepees at, if they want to, that sleeps 10. So it's like dormitory. I say it's neither mm-hmm. quiet nor private, but it's close to camp. <laughs> it's close to the center fire. It's close, yeah. it's close to the center fire, yeah. you know, rings the center fire. And yeah. so 
Um, but lots of women like to bring their own tents and mm-hmm. kind of be a little bit more away out of camp and you can yeah. go far away or close or whatever is your style. And all these little tent villages pop up uh-huh. and, you know, some women bring little things to hang on their tents to make them all decorated. And some women have tiny little bivy sack tents and some people big, 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 you know, and it's just so beautiful. But anyway, the whole thing emerges and, and the, all the work exchanges are coming in on Friday and getting everybody clear on what their jobs are and kind mm-hmm. of giving them their little, you know, orientation. Here's how this goes and yeah. all of that. And that's really fun. And everybody's all excited, of course, and anticipating what's ahead. And mm-hmm. anyway, and then our first classes start on Friday in the afternoon, four to five thirty. And all the classes throughout the weekend are plant related in some manner, with a few exceptions. Like we have some music classes, some dance classes, because we realized after you know, over the years that we really needed that. So mm-hmm. we have those. And sometimes there's a few other things that just feel important of what we're doing. But mm-hmm. mainly the focus is plants in some manner. So, yeah. um, and there's a variety of classes from uh, very academic classes and very specific disorders and how to treat serious things and using strong, you know, big, powerful herbs and very academic to, you know, how do we, you know, we're basket weaving with plants and doing mm-hmm. art with plants mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and essences and all kinds of things in between, you know, just in that range. So, and when we put the classes together, we really look at that and make sure that we're kind of covering many aspects of that. And there's beginning classes, intermediate classes, advanced classes on lots of different subjects. So you can come there and totally geek out on all the academic classes, or you can come there and just play around with all the fun, you know, more creative classes and you know, so and when you say we, you mean you. <laughs> You're the well, person at, who kind of picks at the this teachers. Point, and, at this point, yeah. the organizing team has really evolved over the years. Yeah. And that's yeah. a whole other story that I could certainly get into. Um, but the organizing team picks it. Yeah. But yeah. the evolution right now is that that's the role I'm doing pretty much mostly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mostly it's me. I pull Gwen in to it as well. But yeah. At that point, yeah. But I have so much experience at this point, and of yeah. course, there's a lot of teachers. So, but anyway, we have our classes then Friday, and there's usually five to six classes to pick from. And when you arrive and you check in a registration, you get this big fat packet <laughs> that's the schedule, and it has everything that's going on and descriptions of the classes and a map uh, on the teachers. There's a map, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, and little pictures throughout it to make it fun. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that just lets you know everything that's going on, so that you yeah. can be where you want to be when you want to and everything's outdoors and uh, we have these lovely signs for the different sites that are just under trees or under we have a couple of shade tarps we put up mm-hmm. as well and the classes take place in the shade in these spots so you'll see site one this is the class site two and so on and you just show up at that spot at that time and the class will commence oh i just flashed on another fun class a couple times we've had spa classes those are fun Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. so there's those as well um herbal spa where we just get these big bins of water and we (laughs) that's really fun but anyway so um that so that so friday we have those those classes and then uh friday night's our first dinner our first meal together we have gourmet dinner and it is such a treat to just come to the line and hold your plate out and have this amazing organic cooked, vegetarian, organic, vegetarian or vegan whole yeah. food yes there's yeah. vegan and gluten-free options uh-huh. um, but to just get that put on your plate and walk away and just it's so yummy <laughs> so good so it's wonderful but anyway and then friday night comes and we do uh, our opening circle and we do introductions we introduce the teachers and um, staff and just kind of learn about the weekend and then um, Lee is there doing stargazing so some women go off to stargazing other women stay at the fire and those that stay at the fire we introduce ourselves or some of us know each other but we get to talk about our lives what happened in the year what happened in our year how a year was yeah. and that just usually turns into such this rich conversation around the fire into the night I just um I love that so much. Mm-hmm. But then we get up Saturday morning and we have yoga at seven and then there's breakfast and then we've got classes all morning and then we have lunch and then there's a little time off. There's open forum, which anyone who wants to offer something can mm-hmm. or time off. And then we go classes again. <laughs> and then, you know, we've been students and teachers all day learning and talking. And But then evening comes and Saturday night, the evening is the 
the talent show around the campfire after dinner. And, oh, my gosh, that's always so much fun. You Pretty entertaining. Know, yeah. yeah, it's really entertaining. You never know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> So that's super fun. Then Sunday we get back up again, yoga, classes, learning, you know. But then Sunday afternoon, then we have lunch. And then Sunday afternoon is what we call marketplace. Mm, And we we don't do what many conferences do where they have a marketplace kind of area that's always set up. Right, like vendors. Vendors, yeah. There's always the vendors and you can always go over there and there's always activity there. We don't do that. Um, because really, we're just our focus is really the learning, mm-hmm. and so we, that's why we have so many classes going on all the time. But anyway, but of course, women make wonderful, beautiful, amazing things. So, marketplace on Sunday afternoon, we invite anyone who's made something herself. Uh, you don't have to make the ingredients that you to put into the you know, but the item you made yourself mm-hmm. uh, can sit down and and sell it or trade it or whatever. And some women just have like a tiny little sarong with a few things. And some women have like a pop-up with the full like on scene and tables and tables and things hanging from the, you know, there's everything in between. So whatever is your style. And we, we do ask people to give a donation. If you make a bunch of money, if you don't hardly make anything, don't pay anything. Like we don't want women to feel like you're under some thing, you know, just if you've got something, you got two things of salve you have and you want to sell it perfect just set it out you know or whatever and there are the most amazing things it's such a fun afternoon so So many good herbal things it really i get my medicines for the year there me too or for the you know yeah six months between right right right. (laughs) and i get you know tinctures and salves and creams and and potions and and you name it candles and right yeah beautiful things and great gifts and Mm -hmm. there's also like really awesome clothes that show up that people have done cool things too yeah you know whatever it's really fun yeah and then after marketplace we all kind of close shop literally and get not kind of we definitely definitely close close it all down right it's like okay that's over and we're done Uh, and then we get all dressed up and ready for ritual ready for ritual our big high ritual yeah after yeah sunday night after marketplace yeah yeah and basically that ritual is two well actually it's it's involved into three kind of three parts Mm -hmm. so there is the beginning of it is the maiden ceremony Mm -hmm. which is where we welcome the young women who have begun their their moon time their bleeding time within the last few years Mm -hmm. um, into womanhood very magical the entire camp at least I think the entire camp is there. I'm not sure it looks like it. Yeah. I don't know. Women can do whatever they want, but um, we all gather. But everybody gathers gather. yeah. and then we have this procession and then we end up with this big circle and then we bring the girls into the middle and singing and drumming and singing and drumming gathering, and yeah. gathering and very festive and and then we honor them and do do a ritual for them and bring them around for everyone to honor them and it's very incredible and amazing Mm -hmm. and I just I'll continue about the ritual but I just want to say about that ceremony you know we we started that ceremony like kind of I mean kind of the first year a little thing sort of happened second year a little more by the third year there was a couple women who came June Mountain Grove and um, I forget who the other one was it said hey let's do this and at that point like I said I was very young I was not really so tuned in but at the end of, it was either the second or the third year watching them, um, and they were ready to move on to other things, I was like, I can do that. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was so inspiring. So, okay, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I just started doing it, right? I just jumped into it, and I had no idea the profoundness of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I stand in that circle with those girls, and they look at me, and the way they look at me, I mean, at first I was completely intimidated. I was just like, oh my gosh, like they were so present with me mm. and just completely receiving everything that, you know, and I was just like, oh God, it's make me worthy of this moment, mm. you know, and now I'm, it's different. I'm, I'm prepared for that. And you've had 30 years of yeah, exactly. <laughs> preparation exactly. to be a priestess. Yeah. Exactly. But in the beginning, it was just, I didn't understand the profoundness mm. of what we were doing mm-hmm. um, until we started that and to see the girls and see how important it was. Mm. And then I've had many women approach me since, you know, just uh, mourning the fact that they didn't get that, mm. but celebrating the fact that the next generation, you know, we're able to give it to them. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that mixed thing, you know, like I mourn, I didn't get that, but I'm so 
good to live vicariously a little yeah. bit through these yeah. younger generations yeah. coming of age. Yeah. And to know that, you know, our generation is in a position to be able to give it to that generation, mm-hmm. at least those who come and those are interested and that sort of thing. But it's, that's also very empowering that, you know, to see that. So, so um, I was just going to say that I uh, have been in touch with some of the girls over the years and, mm-hmm. you know, just how important that's been for them to mm-hmm. be brought into womanhood in a ritualistic way and mm-hmm. received by the community and recognized and things that you know happened once upon a time ago mm-hmm. that we've in many places lost in our current evolution of mm. modern, <laughs> of modern life, life. Yeah. right a lot of that has been lost yeah yeah and it's very empowering to bring it back mm-hmm but we started our rituals just doing the maiden ceremony. Mm-hmm. And as time evolved, um, so my mother, Hi Crone Jill. Hi Crone Jill. And she didn't start out that way. She started the very first year we did it. She was at that point. Just Jill. She was just Jill. She was an EMT running rescue. Oh, nice. She was the captain of the rescue squad, you know, running an ambulance up in the area of the north where she lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I called her up and I'm like, mom, we need an EMT at this thing I'm doing. She's like, what is it you're doing? You know? <laughs> um, so I explained to her and it was so funny. She was like, well, I don't want to camp. And the first few years we were at Ocean Song and I knew the people there. So one of them who lived there was like, okay, I'll clean out the back bedroom. And she, your mother and her, and a friend, and she brought a friend. She always her. brings a friend. <laughs> yeah. She always brings a friend. Yeah. yeah. She and Dee stayed in that, in that house for the mm-hmm. first well, the whole time we were at Ocean Song, which was three years, I think we were at Ocean Song, something like the first three uh-huh. years. Anyway, so nonetheless, I she started to come because she was our EMT, right? Right, and that is a very important role. That right, right. we so, haven't mentioned, but there's a whole part of this. This is about uh-huh. herbal healing and wellness, and so there's the wellness tent. Oh my gosh! And you can go in tent. for any acute injuries that you might sustain while camping on the <laughs> gathering, but also more chronic issues that are you know, up in your, your field, you can talk to herbalists about them and they can kind of both give you some different recommendations, but also, you know, talk with you about what might be going on and just really offer a listening ear and a, a knowledgeable ear yes. too. Yes. That, um, it's really an amazing, powerful part of it. It is. And, and body work mm-hmm. too. People get, there's a lot, a lottery. Actually, that was my very first work trade was that I oh. gave massages Oh, yes. and you get to meet a lot of really happy people that are excited about getting, receiving oh, body work. It's so. so true. Yeah. 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 I just want to say one thing about wellness there at this point, a lot of people that donate the medicines and uh, extracts to mm-hmm. wellness too. Mm-hmm. So when you go into wellness, you also get an opportunity to receive some of the herbal medicine. And yes. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of learning around that too. So right. you go in there and they're going to send you away with some, or dose you up with something. Mm-hmm. Depending on Love why you up. You come yeah. In there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just lots Get of well. Yeah. to, yeah, explore. So yeah. Right. So you're, so Jill anyway, was an EMT. So she was our EMT for many yeah. years. We moved up to Laytonville and she came and she started to really enjoy the gathering and have lots of fun and blah, blah, blah. And, but anyways, the years went by and she was getting older. She at some point said, you know, I'm not running rescue anymore. I'm not staying current. I don't think, I think you should find other EMTs. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm your appropriate EMT anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And she was rocking awesome. But anyway, as things happen, right, things change. So we went on to search out other EMTs and so on. And she, um, she just started to embrace her crone years her elder years Mm -hmm. and she came to me one day and she said I want to do a crone ceremony and I want to start gathering up the crones and I was just I was so thrilled I'm like oh my gosh this is so beautiful yeah so she created this whole magical thing with the crones that's when she became high crone Jill. that's when she became (laughs) high crone Jill and indeed she really uh helped to re-empower i mean as we know women in in our modern times can disappear in their elder Mm -hmm. years which is their wisest years right because they you know it's just the old lady who they've lived a long time they have a lot of experience they have a lot of experience and it's a whole lifetime and yeah so she really brought a lot of empowerment to Mm -hmm. women in their elder years and just recapturing the you know that which used to be and is still in other cultures 
but even in the dominant culture yeah kind of yes not as honored yeah it's not yeah especially women like old people all together quote unquote old people right it's you know it's considered you know so anyway she brought that back but nonetheless that's how the crone hymn started was uh, i was like okay when where where would we put the crone ceremony right because everything seems so full and she um she was saying well how about right after the maiden ceremony like well that seems perfect so yeah the juxtaposition juxtaposition yeah. seemed perfect so that's how that happened so following the maiden then it was the crone ceremony that when she... did they start passing around the crone juice <laughs> oh i don't know she started that pretty early on i think uh-huh. yeah there's a crone juice that gets passed among the crones that top secret no, nobody knows what it is until you've finally made it to your crone years yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so in the meantime uh, and uh, several years went by, and I had women that were in the the middle stage. There's mm-hmm. the maiden stage, which is the time before your bloods, and then there's the middle stage when you have your bloods, which is considered the mother stage. Even if you didn't birth a child, it's it's the phase where you're bleeding and you're creating, you you're, you make in the world, you're out in the mm-hmm. world. Then there's the crone years when you're going back and you no longer bleed. You hold your wise bloods inside, as right. you said, mm-hmm. right? So. So anyway, uh, we were honoring the maidens that were beginning their bloods and coming, you know, leaving their maiden time mm-hmm. and beginning their bloods, moving into that mother phase. And then we were honoring the crones that had completed that phase and were no longer bleeding. And many women came to me and said, we want an honoring for the middle phase, the mother phase. Everybody you know? else. <laughs> Everybody else. We're exactly. inclusive. <laughs> right. Where are, you know, where are we? And I, you know, I remember thinking, I know, you know, when you're in that phase, you're just, Working. You know, you're working. Yeah. You're making the money. You're running the household. You get the, the, making the babies, kids. Yeah. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing, that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. But, you know. Growing the gardens. Growing the gardens. Yeah. Just, you're making it happen. That's, you're on. You're on. That's yeah. the phase, right? Yeah. And our bloods bring us that. And all those hormones that are happening around the yeah. bloods bring us all that energy to do totally. that. You know, thank goodness, because there's a lot. There's a lot to be done. <laughs> there's a lot to be done. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, and then. Uh, I don't, it kind of went through a little bit of evolution, but Beth Crow stepped up with, with a, a way that she does it. So, and which I, is just fabulous. I, I think she holds it in a really precious way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that now happens in the middle. So then we have the maidens, which is a little bit long. <laughs> then she does hers and it's a little bit short, but that seems fitting. And then the crones, you know, take whatever time they take. And so <laughs> no one's rushing the crones. No one rushes the crones. No one. It's so funny because the maidens come in and it's all very formal and everybody's, you know, really paying attention. And by the time we get to the crones, they're just like all over the place. Cackling. Like, cackling. Waving and, brooms about. Right. Waving brooms about. <laughs> High grown Jill's like, you cannot control the crones. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, but it's very, very powerful time mm. and very nourishing and deepening and also lots of fun. And then, of course, we end it with our ending song but then the drummers come back and because we had drummed in and they drum throughout it but and then they drum and we drum and dance and sing all night at long the end, right and then <laughs> right and then we move up to the fire and the drummers are up there then they start wailing on the drums yeah and, um then we have our, our night around the fire and you know and some women aren't at the fire they're off other things there's other magical things going on all over the place right you know, maybe they're at the red tent they could be at the red tent and maybe they're, they're yep. walking through the woods walking through the woods there's also the dome sanctuary dome right which is mm-hmm. uh, more of a kind of a mellow scene mm-hmm. going on in there but it's absolutely beautiful big totally. altar lots of twinkle lights and yeah so that's going on sometimes mm-hmm. people are in their tents or teepees too having a integrating it all integrating it having a little conversation with a close friend or whatever i don't know what everyone's up to but it's such a magical night we've just gone through all these other days together and and i've always felt like the drums sunday night really ground everything Mm -hmm. because we've been learning a lot we've been going through a lot and of course whatever emotional stuff's happening for people because we're emotional beings we humans yeah and i always feel like the drums just really ground us and connect us whether you're in the middle of the fire with the drums which i always am literally <laughs> you were in the middle of the fire uh, when yeah, you're but I know that happened too, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway oh it's so true i've been to many women's gatherings yeah. and i feel like the symposium is very grounded uh-huh. very rooted women yeah and there's yeah other gatherings can be very ethereal <laughs> right. very like actually so it's it's nice to be around really women of the earth yes and i feel like it's the plants it's the I plants that totally. the plants do that to us and then we 
celebrate that in our movements. Yeah. Today's PSA is about the really cool things that you do outside the Herbal Symposium. Of course, there is the Herbal Symposium first. So womensherbalsymposium.org. <laughs> yeah, so the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, affectionately NCWHS, <laughs> for those in the know, um, happens usually a couple times in spring. Yes. So the Memorial Day weekend and yes. the weekend after. Right. And then Labor Day weekend in September. Right. And this year it's happening the weekend after that as well. And so depending right. on what happens, maybe next year we'll have it four times. <laughs> right, right. But the plan right now is those dates. Yeah, is those dates. Memorial Day, weekend after, and then Labor Day. Yes, beautiful. So in addition to that, you're also te- you've been teaching at the California School of Herbal Studies in Forestville for many years. Mm-hmm. And right. you're going to be doing that again in 2023, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. And also you've started teaching at the Berkeley Herbal Center and you have a couple of exciting workshops that you mm-hmm. wanted to share about. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, at the Berkeley Herbal Center, we came up with this fun idea. I've been a mushroom hunter for, oh golly gee, 20, 30, more than 30 years for symposium. That's really time. how I got to know you. Was yes, you, that's right. You taught an herbal yeah. uh, medicine making with yeah. mushrooms yeah. being the focus workshop series here at your yeah. place. Yeah. And we went on field trips and we went yeah. foraging together and we did all kinds we of ate a all lot the of things. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. We <laughs> ate a lot of mushrooms, but we also made medicine with them. Right. We uh, did dyeing of yes. clothing cloth with them. We also um, did some cultivation. Did some cultivation. That's right. We yeah. grew some oyster mushrooms yeah. and you know, we spent a lot of time talking about the properties and their everything, all yeah. things mushroom. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think that might have been what it was called. I even. think it might have been. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. Yeah. So that's the plan at the uh, Berkeley Herbal School, yeah. in, or excuse me, Herbal Center. Uh-huh. In January, we're going to have Mushroom January. January 2023. January 2023, uh-huh. yes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do, or I'm going to do, three classes. Originally, it was going to be four, but there's Mushroom Camp in the middle there and I of course have to be a mushroom camp yeah, so yeah. I did put it down priorities but the first one will be just a general mushroom class and medicinal mushroom I'll cover a lot of medicinal mushrooms mm-hmm. and also just some basics about mushrooms uh, second class will be all focused on mushroom medicine making mm-hmm. different ways to do extractions and we'll do lots right. of hands-on we'll make extracts and learn lots about extracting mushrooms there's just many components to that certainly and then the third one will be a cultivation so we'll nice. talk a lot about it but then we'll make oyster kits and i think we'll do some shiitake logs and Yay. talk about Riccion, uh, lion's mane Riccion, and yeah. a few other things so beautiful yeah and you also have a couple other thing offerings in the works maybe a, yes. a dye weekend yes yes so possibly uh, we're going to have a dye weekend possibly coming up this summer, uh-huh. um, but and likely next summer. Well, we'll have at least the vision. It's still forming, but the yeah. vision is, is that it'll be two days. And uh, there's another wonderful woman, Reen Cahill, who lives in kind of the southern part of our state, who does some indigo. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. She does some indigo dyeing and uh, as well as lots of other natural dyeing. Mm-hmm. But I've got lots of plants here that I've planted that are dye plants plus yeah. just the wild plants that are dye plants. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of my vision was that we would have one day where we would gather the plants. And I also have lots of mushrooms that do amazing dye. Yeah. And so we would do mushrooms and plants one day and then we would do indigo the other day. Mm. Um, and that could be a really fun weekend as well. Yeah, that all sounds like really good stuff. Yeah, and then the one other thing I just wanted to mention too is the uh, Berkeley Herbal School. Next year, I'll be doing a six-month course just on medicine making, one Saturday a week for six months, just on medicine making. We'll go through lots of things, which is great. And then um, at Herb School next year, I'll do one weekend a month as well, one day a month for. Well, there it's a course. There's other teachers there, so it's a nine-month course, and I'll be there seven of those nine. Beautiful. And if someone so desired to be a teacher at the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, oh, please. they should get in touch with you in the early fall. Is that right? Uh, or late summer? Yes. The, well, yes. I mean, they can contact me at any point. Uh-huh. But by November, we're starting in December, we're starting to really get active and getting things put in. So uh, really, the deadline to get your things into me is the first of November. Right. Or excuse me, uh, the first of December. My uh-huh. apology. First of December. Yeah, and so if you're interested, send me an email, uh, and I will send you back a little 
thing that kind of describes what I need, what I'm looking for, you know, in terms of Great. Um, how to reach out. And, how to get you involved. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and then if there. you want to attend the symposium, yes. registration opens Bridget, right? So Bridget, February 2nd. February 2nd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. And yep. And, and for those that remember Tooth Fairy, it's also her birthday too. Mm, so we're on oh, her as well. Yeah, she's on in the spirit world now. Yeah, she's she does. our ancestor, but mm-hmm. we might remember her. She actually, she, I didn't have any friends the very first symposium oh. I went to. And I met Tooth Fairy right away, oh. and we became best friends. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the very first symposium, oh. snuggled and hung out the whole time, cackling and oh. just having a great time. So oh. that's really sweet that you bring her in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she lives on for sure. And for those who don't know, her name wasn't she wasn't born the name Tooth Fairy, but <laughs> she became a Tooth Fairy. She became Tooth Fairy legally. Her legally. name did become Tooth Fairy. She the did. real live Tooth yeah. Fairy. Her yeah, her driver's license RL Tooth Fairy. Real <laughs> yeah. live Tooth Fairy. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much, Terry, for joining me today and for talking symposium story and, you know, getting to drop in with you. It's so sweet because I've missed it so much for the past several years. And I know that it's a really important thing to a lot of people. And we're going to get to go back this this fall. So it's very exciting. And I'm, I'm we're so happy that you were able to share some of that sweetness today on the podcast. I want to say thank you to you for inviting me and for your interest and it's just so exciting and to talk about it and like oh my gosh so much has happened over all yeah. these years like wow it's made us who we are yeah, it really has it really has and i'm so grateful for that but i really also want to say one other thing i just yeah. want to thank all my gosh all the women that have been involved from from gwen and kelly and the first organizers lisa and autumn and Karen, who was an organizer for a long time and did amazing things and brought amazing things, and all the staff that have run and created wellness and done this like amazing thing, and the childcare and the cooks and all the teachers with their amazing herbal knowledge over the years, and and then of course all the work exchangers that just hold the whole thing, keep that rhythm going, and keep it all happening, and and then the other thing I really want to thank. Is all the women who sent in money because we cannot <laughs> yeah. do it without money. The women who come, who pay for it, yeah. Yeah, if you contributed, everyone's contributing something. If you contributed money, that's a huge contribution. If you're contributing work, that's a huge contribution. If you're contributing knowledge, that's a huge contribution. Mm-hmm. There's all these different contributions, and everybody does their part, and right. it creates this amazing experience for us to have. So I can't even begin to say my gratitude for everybody's amazing creativities and knowledge and just energies and wisdom and groundedness but basically in the end all of ours love for the plants mm-hmm. and the honor of the plants mm-hmm. so I bow down low I am so honored to be in this family mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best family we get oh my gosh <laughs> couldn't say anything better than that, I guess. Well, I hope that that you, uh, if you haven't already attended, that you'll get to come sometime and, you know, join us. Yeah. Well, thank you, Terry. My honor. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Positive Fantastic Podcast. I'm Maureen Natura, and you can reach me by checking out my website, www.maureenatura.com. You can read about upcoming author events or sign up for my email list to stay up to date with the content that I create. If you go to www.maureenatura.com slash thepositivefantastic, you can link directly to any of the podcast episodes that have already been published and see short summaries describing each episode. I'm on social media, and you can follow me on Facebook on my page, Maureen Natura Author, and you can follow me on Instagram at author Maureen Natura. Check out my channel at youtube.com slash to see a video of the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium. To find out more information about the symposium, you can visit womensherbalsymposium.org. You can email ncwhs at monitor.net or you can call 707-824-1429. You can also send snail mail inquiries to P.O. Box 28 in Grayton, California, 95444. There's also an NCWHS group on Facebook and an Instagram page. 
Special appreciation to Copper Woman for her song, Thank You for Calling Us, at the beginning of this episode. For more about Copper's music, you can visit www.copperwoman.com. This episode of The Positive Fantastic has been brought to you on the new moon, and I hope you'll join us on September 1st for a special birthday edition of the podcast with midwife Gloria Gonzalez-Campisi. Cheers, and may your journeys to connect with the herbs be fantastic.